This is Wired Up. With Matt Kennedy and Jerry Peralta. On KMSA 91.3. Thursday is a football day. Primetime, baby. Who says Thursday night football is in primetime? At least for me today it is. You know, normally Thursday night football is getting ragged on for having this weird middle-of-the-week feel to it. Players get hurt. It's awkward. You have to go from playing on Sunday, you know, then traveling, like the Chiefs will be doing this Thursday, or today, actually, traveling to a whole separate city, and then playing a game on a Thursday night. Which is, it's just awkward, right? I think Thursday night football should be done away with in the future, but as for tonight, I'm excited for it. I am stoked for it, and I cannot wait for this kickoff to happen between the Denver Broncos and the Kansas City Chiefs tonight from Empower Field at Mile High. Kickoff is around 6:20, and if you want to watch it, it's coming on NFL Network or Fox Sports, or if you have the Amazon Prime, go watch it on there. By the way, I'm Matt Kennedy on 91.3 FM KMSA Music for the Cardinals University Mavericks. This is Wired Up solo style, or eventually solo style, because. Doing it as of right now, Jerry and Josh Coleman will be doing the later half of the show tomorrow because I will be going back home to Colorado Springs to cover the CMU and CSU Pueblo football game down in Pueblo at the Thunderdome. But as of for today, I'm doing it by myself for the first 10 minutes, but eventually joining me will be, will be my good friend. I should say good friend. Or should I say bitter enemy? I'm not sure. <laughs> Alejandro Eado. I'm saying that correctly. Hopefully I can add a little Spanish accent onto it. Alejandro, <laughs> he's a friend. He's a Patriots guy. He goes to Old Roberts University. We worked this summer uh, with the Fellowship Christian Athletes, and I need a co-host today. So Alejandro will be joining us here in about 10 minutes at 2.20 to talk some football, and I need some Patriots perspective in my life because, man, man, I have too, I have too many Colorado perspectives, so it's good to have an outside influence. Um, but as of right now, let's talk about tonight, right? Talking about tonight and what's going to happen at Empower Field at Mile High. Here's the situation. You all know it, right? Denver is facing the Chiefs. AFC West matchup. Denver is riding that sweet, sweet, sweet two-game winning streak, while the Chiefs are riding a bitter two-game skid. The injuries for KC is a story coming into today, and that defense really is the talk of the Broncos coming into another game at Empower Field. This game will be determined by the run, right? Right or wrong? Right or wrong? Patrick Mahomes, it's not going to be about him tonight. His ankle's bummed out. I get it. He's a returning MVP. But the game will not be determined by how good Patrick Mahomes plays today. Right? This game will be determined on the ground. Casey has a great receiving core, but they're hurt. Sammy Watkins, we don't know if he's going to be playing. Tyree Kale, he's just coming off of a huge injury. You don't want to push him too much. And the Chiefs, their rushing attack, it's not the best. As a matter of fact, they have a run game that is ninth worst in the league, only averaging only 82.7 yards per game on an average 4.0 yards per carry. Von Miller, Von Miller said, said this, guess what? Von Miller said, we've got to be solid with the run game for sure because if they get, the, if they, if they get started running the ball and they're running the ball all over the, all over the place, excuse me, it's going to be impossible to win that game. Let me just say that one more time. Von Miller says, and I quote, it's going to be impossible to win that game. 
but he's talking about if they get the ball rolling on the ground, if the Chiefs actually do something that they are not good at, and that is run the ball. Denver's defense has been amazing in the last two games. They fell the Titans to 39 yards last week, and then the Chargers 35 yards rushing the week prior. And I'm not going to talk about what they did in the first four weeks, especially the Jaguars game, especially the Jaguars game. We're not going to talk about that. Um, that second half was easily the most forgettable thing that I've come across this year. But Denver, that run defense will be very prominent. But if it comes from Von Miller, you got to listen to him, right? You got to listen to him. If that Vic Fangio defense does not stop the run, the Chiefs will stay on the field. Second biggest key to the game for the Broncos tonight, keep that Chiefs offense off of the field. The Colts did it. And Houston Texans did it. I believe Houston had the ball for 39 minutes combined in terms of game clock this last Sunday in that defeat. At Arrowhead, by the way, Chiefs have lost two consecutive home games. Let's see how they do against the Broncos. If you want to put some history on it, the Broncos have not defeated Kansas City since Peyton Manning retired. Since then, Chiefs have won every single game. And Mahomes has made himself a household name especially when it comes to high-level road plays at Mile High Stadium. We all remember that left-handed throw last year to Tyree Kill that got him the first down. Von Miller was chasing him. Mahomes was like, oh, crap, I'm out of the pocket, but hey, I got two hands. Let me just use this other one <laughs> to throw it. And it was played a million times on SportsCenter for the next calendar year. They're still playing it, actually. They'd like to re uh, reminisce. But looking into this game, I want to go back to the run game because Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay for Denver. He's talking about KC's running attack, but Denver's running attack needs to have the best game of the year so far. The two, in Lindsay and Freeman, have been impressive as they have combined for a total of 681 yards and four touchdowns, and the two really have been, some might say, interchangeable. Royce has proven that he can, that he can come out of the backfield and catch a ball, make some outstanding plays receiving the ball because Phillip is still kind of learning how to figure out how to catch a ball again. He says it himself, that whole wrist injury that he had last year that ended his season, he really needed to reconfigure how to catch a football. We saw him drop one or two passes last week, so Royce, he's going to be the guy that Joe Flacco wants to throw the ball to on that check down or a simple, uh, simple slant, which we've seen Royce do, and he's been excellent at it. But Phillip, he had 70 yards last week and a touchdown. He has to do much better. He needs to have that breakout 100-yard game. The Chiefs' defense, they've given up two 100-yard rushing performances courtesy of Marlon Mack and Carlos Hyde in the last two weeks. So I would not be surprised if Phillip, and he, maybe if even Royce, man, hey, if they share the snaps 50-50, we could be seeing 175-plus day for the both of them. Call me crazy. I see it happening, you know? But the way that Chiefs defense has been playing, I don't see much changing in four days. That's just me. I see Denver really stepping it up tonight. They got that home field advantage. They got the whole mile high situation going. They're comfortable. They're feeling themselves. Remember how we were two, two weeks ago? Remember that feeling. Remember that feeling after the Jacksonville loss. Emmanuel Sanders said, even in week three, even in week three after the loss to the Packers, we are in a world of suck. We are in a world of suck. But come week seven, tonight, 
And we're saying, man, we could beat them Chiefs, who started out 4-0. and It's amazing what two weeks can do in the National Football League. The other big story is the Chiefs' injury, right? In terms of who they have ruled out of tonight, it's pretty long. It's highlighted by Kendall Fuller, Eric Fisher, Chris Jones, and Andrew Wiley. Sammy Watkins, he is, he, he's always a big question mark, and he's still a question mark. He hasn't really played much this year. He didn't play this last week, and he's still questionable coming into tonight. My assumption is if he does play, people are predicting him that he will be the X factor in tonight's game because Tyree Kill, again, don't want to push him that far. And I've been doing a lot of analysis, right? Especially the last two days. I've listened to all the Broncos podcasts. I've even went and listened to the Chiefs podcast from their guys, from like Chiefs Wire and uh, I can't remember what the name of it was. But I listened to some Kansas City Chiefs podcasts, and they were concerned about this Denver defense. They share the same concerns that we do about the Kansas City Chiefs offense and their running game. I put a lot of analysis into this, considering that's been a short week. It's a lot. These two teams know each other very well. They know how each other ticks, right? The Broncos have not defeated Casey since Peyton Manning. And Von Miller says that this is the best team that Denver has had since that time that they last defeated KC. Going back to the injuries, Patrick Mahomes has had a faulty ankle injury the last couple of weeks in which he has had his mobility limited, right? It could be a lot better this week, so I'm not going to put all my chips into the table. I'm going to kind of sit back and be like, yeah, like he's limited, but he's still Patrick Mahomes, right? He's still Patrick freaking Mahomes, the reigning MVP. Did you see that pass to Tyree Kill last week? You know? When we come back, I'm going to take a break. When we come back, Alejandro, my good buddy, joins us to co-host as we predict tonight and talk about the rest of the AFC. Matt Kennedy on Wired Up. Hey, y'all. Jeff Foxworthy here. Now, if you've ever found yourself repeating the same thing over and over for 75 years, you might be... Smokey Bear. Only you can prevent wildfires. That's why I'm filling in for Smokey to switch things up, because there's a lot more to say. And I should know, because my grandfather was a firefighter. And one of the things he taught me is that the people that love the outdoors the most are often the ones accidentally starting wildfires, which means always BYOB. <laughs> no, bring your own bucket to the campfire. And be extra careful with things like burning yard trimmings. Don't just walk away, or chances are you might be starting a wildfire. So for the love of the outdoors, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. I spend a lot of time in the garage, but even more time in the rain, sleet, and mud. In 95, I helped tow your moving trailer. In 05, I helped you get out of a ditch. Yeah, I know I'm a bit rusty, and sadly in 09, it was sparks from me, your handy chains dragging behind your truck 
that accidentally started a wildfire. Sparks from dragging chains can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Sweet strawberry icing. You're in goodwill and just past that vintage denim jacket you spot. Miniature donut earrings. You lean in. Ah, that's the scent of shopping success. Because at Goodwill, every item you buy funds local job training and more. So bring home those donut earrings and bring home so much good to your community. Goodwill. Bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. Did you just look down at your phone? You did it again, didn't you? You know, you're flying down the road in a three-ton hunk of steel. And a text takes your eyes off the road for an average of five seconds. At 55 miles per hour, that's long enough to travel the length of a football field and cause some serious damage. Turn it off. Trust me. Whatever it is, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT G-O-A-T Acronym Stands for Greatest of All Time As in Spaghetti Sandwiches for Dinner They're my fave Dad You're the GOAT You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit AdoptUSKids.org Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Adopt U.S. Kids and the Ad Council 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Music for the Mavs on KMSA 91.3 FM. Jared Peralta in the studio with me, but since I'm going home this weekend, had to do a kind of an early show. Jared Peralta and Josh Coleman will be doing their half of the show tomorrow. Listen to that live at 5 p.m. But today, 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 I decided to call, um, decided to call somebody looking on from the outside in. Has weird perspective. Normally, not somebody who I would have, especially considering who they favor. Right, somebody who they have on their hat all the time. But no, I'm just right on. Um, <laughs> my good belly Alejandro Ayaro is joining us. He is a Denver native. I worked with him the summer from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Dro, what is up, man? Hey, man, how you doing? I, I love that introduction. You know, you can never, you can never go wrong with that. <laughs> Me and Dro, like we spent the whole entire summer. Like, like we were talking Broncos, we were talking Pats. Um, we actually had a bet, and I don't know if Dro remembers this or not, but we, but we had a bet at the beginning of the year. And oh yeah, I I, remember. Oh, yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah. I, I never forget about that. <laughs> I don't think he he forgot it. Um, I predicted that the Broncos would go very confidently. By the way, um, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe maybe on the inside I was I was questioning myself, but on the on the outside I had to be very confident. I predicted oh, that the Broncos good, would go at the very least. I predicted that the Broncos would go ten and six. Um, since then, I my mind has changed, especially after their after the first four weeks of the season. And I said if the Broncos didn't go ten and six, I would have Joe on. 
and I would say that the Pats are the best team ever. Uh, I, would, I don't. I would say. I would, I would basically say that I was wrong and Joe's right, and that Brady is the goat. Yada yada yada. All that. All that crap. You know, all that crap. And we're only week, we're only week seven, but Alejandro, I think, I I, th- I think it's safe to say that that the Broncos are not going to be ten and six this year. Oh, easily. And 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 oh man, unfortunately, you're you're a Denver Broncos fan. You guys are honestly two bad calls away from being four and two. Yes. Thank so, you. Uh, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look, look, Alejandro, look, you don't you don't understand. Like you you don't understand my frustration um when the Bears and the Jaguars walked us off. Right? At home. Oh yeah. Regardless. You know, you know, at home. At home. You don't I mean, you don't understand. Your team is undefeated right now. My team should be should should be at least two games away from being undefeated. We should be uh, we should be four and two. Um, oh no, you guys! You guys should easily be competing for your division tonight. Honestly, oh, yeah. I mean, at four and two, both you and the Chiefs. Well, I mean, come on, tonight would have basically been one of the biggest games of the season for an AFC contender um, and Patrick Mahomes. But I mean, that's just not the way the cookie crumbled. It's yeah, yeah. Let's let, let's let's talk about tonight, Drew. Let's let's talk about tonight. I was talking about it before you came on. I kind of get the lowdown. You know the situation as well. Um, Chiefs, Broncos, Thursday night football, prime time. Denver writing a two-game winning streak. Chiefs writing that two-game losing streak. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Looking from your perspective, coming from uh, somebody who is uh, normally on top of the world, um, <laughs> <laughs> the Chiefs were predicted to be a Super Bowl team this year. They were predicted to to really dominate this yep. division. But yep. in terms of tonight, if they lose, then they're only one game ahead in that division, right? They lose three. Yeah. They lose the last three games. Patrick Mahomes is faulty. Uh, Tyree Kill has coming off a big injury. Sammy Watkins is hurt. They got a lot of guys that are bumped up and bruised right now. And as of today, you know, like we were talking, how we were both watching um, Undisputed or First Take or whatever. A lot of experts are predicting that the Broncos may steal this one, even though the Chiefs are favored by three point five, which, by the way, is not that much. That is a not. That is not the biggest spread. A lot no, of people are saying, "Hey, don't count out the Broncos, man. They might surprise you. They might, they might surprise you." Does that? Do you do you follow in that same category that hey, maybe maybe the Broncos will win tonight? Oh yeah, easily. I mean, even looking back at last week, I I honestly I looked at my brother when we were watching the game. And I predicted, "Hey, Houston's probably going to win this game." Like when you look at Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, out of the last sixteen games, Deshaun Watson has been the better quarterback. Just I mean, straight up, yeah. Their record, I can't remember. I think Deshaun Watson was. 14 and 2, and Patrick Mahomes was 11 and 5 in the last 16. And, um, you know, essentially the key was to that game, thanks to uh, Chris Jones being out, if Patrick Mahomes could have a clean pocket, he's 7 and 0. Well, he's 7 and 0 now. He's 6 and 0 then. And so if he can have a clean pocket and only get sacked once, if not at all, throughout that entire game, that game was going to be theirs. And so honestly, I think that that's going to be the key to the Broncos game tonight as well. I honestly think you guys have a chance to steal it. It's at home. I mean, you can't ever go wrong with the temper crowd. You guys are rowdy. And, yeah, it definitely plays a factor. So look out, Chiefs, tonight because, honestly, I, I'm rooting for the Denver Broncos tonight. I really would love to see another team take down the Kansas City Chiefs in a race that is essentially New England and Kansas City in the AFC. Yeah. I would, I would say the exact same thing. I think at the beginning of the year I predicted – that the Chiefs and the Saints would be in the Super Bowl with the Saints taking it. Um, 
And I think after yeah. Drew Brees comes back, I think that prediction for me at least will still hold true the NFC side. But in terms of the AFC, I have no clue. The AFC is running on one leg this year. I mean, the Patriots are good. <laughs> They're always on top. We get that, right? But yeah. the two teams that were predicted to be behind them, Chargers and Chiefs, both have shown significant weakness, especially L.A. I mean, shoot, they, they play 16 road games this year, which is atrocious for them. <laughs> and the That's, Chiefs... Yeah. And the Chiefs can't even win inside their home stadium. Um, <laughs> and I can't really think of a prominent AFC team. If, if I'm in the NFC, I'm thinking of like five to six different teams that could possibly make the Super Bowl, right? But in the AFC, as we just broke it down, you got New England. KC's still within that conversation in my eyes once when they get people back off the injury list. And then you got teams like Baltimore. Uh, the Browns were predicted to be up there, but they pro they have proven to be extremely disappoint uh, disappointing this year. Oh, for sure. And I mean, with that talent, wow. Oh, so yeah, we can talk about the Browns all day. We can talk about Baker oh. Mayfield all day long. Yeah, literally. I mean, uh, come on. I, we we can just like his decision making is terrible. I could rip him all day <laughs> on every every throw that he's ever thrown. I think his his percentage of turning the ball over is, I think it's either three or five percent, but still ridiculous. That's a ridiculous. I mean. Five percent of his throws are an, an, a, a turnover, essentially. That's ridiculous for an NFL quarterback. I mean, wow. It's sad. It's sad, and it really is. It's a. Uh, it's kind of hilarious. But enough of the Browns, because I don't want to. I was. <laughs> I was on the bandwagon for so long, and now I'm like, I, get me off. Get me off. Oh yeah, so I remember those. And yeah, I looked at you, and I'm like, there's, there's literally no way that they're going to win a division. I mean, considering you know the Steelers and the Ravens, yeah, no way. And the train wreck that the Browns have always been for the last two decades, no way. And then the other teams that could possibly make a run, I'm, I'm trying. The Bills. I mean, I, I'm try, like, I'm trying to think. Oh, so has a good record, but the Bills have a four and one record right now. Like, oh. <laughs> like no, what yeah, is that? The Bills the Bills, the Bills, the Bills have a legit defense, too. Bills have got a great defense. And Josh Allen has been magnificent this year. Um, their offense has been not as productive as, productive as it could be on the running game, but it's been they, – they've been doing good with what they got. But when the Bills and the Patriots <laughs> are two of the best teams in a conference, that raises <laughs> serious concerns. Because oh, yeah. when, when, yeah. when we look at the NFC – we got the Rams at the very bottom, but they're still in the conversation, especially after they just got Mr. Ramsey himself. It's kind of ironic that Ram is, is Ramsey. It's in the name. And then you got the Saints. You got the Seahawks. You got the Panthers as well. Um, we thought the Falcons were going to do very well. It turns out they are terrible. And then you got whoever comes out of the, um, the NFC East, which could be the Eagles or the Cowboys. So, Joe, if we're looking at it right now, if we're calling it, I know you're a Patriots guy, but honestly... Is the NFC or the AFC winning the Super Bowl this year? Oh, that's honestly, oh, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, honestly, I would have to say AFC just because out of the last two decades, I mean, who's won majority? I mean, AFC. Patriots, I, I, I mean, just, you, well, not the AFC, but the Patriots. <laughs> Patriots <laughs> represent the AFC, but the Patriots have been the AFC. The, the Patriots have, they've won a lot, and they've won the majority of those matchups. So it's not, even the, it's not even the AFC anymore. The Broncos were in there. And the Ravens one year, but out of the majority, it's been it's been Tom Brady. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, what was it? In the last two decades, there have only been three dominating quarterbacks in the Super Bowl: Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and Ben Roethlisberger. Right. The only outlier out of the AFC has been, I mean, your quarterback in Denver, Joe Flacco, currently right now. Right. So that's good hopes for you guys. Being completely honest, you know, I mean, what, you guys could honestly sneak out. We say that. We, we say that. 
Like we say, hey, we have a Super Bowl MVP on our team, <laughs> but but it's still Joe Flacco. It's yes. still Joe Flacco, Drew. <laughs> yeah. I mean, last week he had 100 and I believe it was 170 yards. He had that pick. The offense last week for the Broncos was horrendous. I am honestly shocked that we won that game. You know, our defense, our defense won that game for us. There's no doubt about it. Joe Flacco didn't oh, do anything. Yeah. Uh, Philip Lindsay got a you know a couple of good runs, but in terms of like tonight, I have close to no confidence that if I have to trust Joe Flacco to outduel Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> because if the Denver run <laughs> if the Denver run game gets shut down, Joe Flacco's gonna have to make some throws, and I don't trust him to do that. He's not gonna <laughs> outgun the gunslinger and the reigning MVP. Hey, you never know though. He's got that nagging ankle injury right now, and honestly, he did not look anywhere close to being the old Patrick Holmes that we're used to seeing any at any point throughout the game. Well, maybe the first quarter, but second, third, fourth quarter, basically, we're like, where, what happened to Patrick Mahomes? And he still got Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey was hardly even a factor in that game. And, I mean, you can also count in Tyreek Hill because, wow, what a throw, by the way. Just, what was it, 54 yards in the air? That's yeah. ridiculous. And then he stole it from the safety. So. Yep. Complete, uh, completely mossed. Unbelievable. Wow. And Tyreek's what, 5'8"? I think five eight, yeah. <laughs> He's not that tall. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But his hang about. time and his air time was at least seven seconds in the air. Like that's it's. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just, you just got to give you just give your guy a shot, honestly. And it's wow, un- unbelievable. So Tyreek, um, I was listening to the uh, DNVR podcast earlier on today, and they were talking like they're doing like the over under thing. They're saying like oh, no, like over under Vaughn one point five sacks or Tyreek Hill uh, eighty plus yards receiving. And they surprised me. A lot of them were saying that Tyreek Hill would get less than 80 yards this week. And when we think about it, this boy, this this guy had a had a clavicle sticking into his neck um, about about a month ago, right? And he came out last week, his first game back, only had five receptions for 80 yards, two touchdowns. He only played about 50 percent of the snaps, Drew, and. If my calculations <laughs> are correct for tonight, he will be projected to play about 80% of those snaps. So when somebody says, oh, yeah, Tyreek Hill, he's not going to even get 80 yards, you can throw in the Chris Harris formula. You could say, hey, Chris, we'll shut him down. You know, Chris did shut down Keenan Allen two weeks ago. Yep, yep. But, but will he be able to keep up with the speed of, of Tyreek Hill? Because Tyreek, he is, he's the flash. He's the flash in real life, you know? And and being completely honest, I mean, even if you do put a safety over top, I mean, we did, we literally saw it last week against Deshaun Watson, and then going back to last year in Foxborough, Kansas City, New England, you still put a safety over top, Tyreek can still beat you. And so, honestly, <laughs> let's hope that Chris Chris Harris is still, you know, what he used to be, and I know he hasn't been that great. Um, and I've heard rumors that he's, you know, trade bait at this point, but... Yeah, I mean, no, yeah, no, they, they, you yeah, Chris are, is gone after this year. There's no way he's staying around. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, hey, again, if you guys are 4-2, and two, there would be no way that, that that talk would even surface. So, essentially, it was just it's just a circumstance kind of trade. But, I mean, looking at your defense, you guys only give up 196 yards per game, which is astounding. You guys are a top four defense. You guys only give up 307 yards in a, in a game period. And so, when looking at those stats, your weak point is essentially your passing game. But if you guys can somehow focus... And, I mean, you guys have Von Miller for crying out loud. So if Von Miller can honestly get going tonight with two sacks, a sack, 
the first half, and, you know, he always switches it on in the fourth quarter. If he can get one in the fourth quarter, honestly, I think that Denver, you guys can sneak one out. Matt Kennedy and Alejandro Ayaro on 93 from KMSA Music for the Senior Mavericks. This is Wired Up, and we're talking some NFL football. Drew, looking at the Patriots, I'm looking at their schedule right now. They play the Browns. Um, that Well, actually, yeah, they play the Browns next week, but they have the Jets this week. Um, so this week is an easy win for your Patriots. They will more than likely stay undefeated. But looking at their schedule ahead, and... I'm looking at which one would be the one to where they lose that first game. And you got the Browns, you got the Ravens, Eagles, Cowboys, and Texans all within the next month of football. Uh, Ravens could knock you guys off. Eagles definitely could knock you guys off. But honestly, the Patriots keep doing what they're doing. They could stay undefeated all the way until they have to play the Texans. I honestly, I, I would have to agree with that, honestly. I, don't, I honestly don't trust the Baltimore Ravens to be able to kind of sustain that level of play, especially with Lamar Jackson. What he did in the beginning of the season was absolutely amazing. He proved to everyone that he can still be a pocket passer. But when his team gets kind of in a pinch, when you look at those stats, he, he starts, he just, I mean, he turns into that typical, oh, I'm going to run the ball and I'm going to get 100 yards per game. And so based off of that, I honestly don't, I don't trust his decision-making. So I think that New England will be safe on that game. I mean, it could, you never know. And the, the only team that I'm always scared about I mean, in the postseason, but as well in the regular season, is the Baltimore Ravens. Now, nobody else has New England's number quite like the Baltimore Ravens. So I can honestly see New England losing that game. It is in Baltimore, too. And I don't I don't trust the Eagles. Well, I mean, they're known for getting torched over top. Um, but, you know, I would also be surprised by the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. I, you know, I know the Cowboys are 3-3 three and three right now. They're currently on that three-game skid. But if they play the way that they played in the first three weeks of football, then, you know, it could be uh, could be a pretty fun game. That game is not until November 24th, but it's still on the horizon. Um, Alejandro, I, I, I love you, but the fact that you wear a Patriots <laughs> hat everywhere you go, especially living in, in living in or spending most of the time in Lodo, um, you lived in, in the Lakewood kind of like lower downtown area. Uh, now you're living in Parker. But the fact that you wore that Patriots hat all, all the time, you know, I, I respect you for that. Um, I think that you have a lot of pride in your team, which you very much deserve to have. And I honestly wish that I was a Patriots fan. But every time that I would think of wearing a Tom Brady jersey, I would have to take a shower. That's just oh. that's, that's just my personal opinion. That's I mean, just, hey, you know, come to the dark side. It's literally the greatest experience <laughs> ever. You will never be disappointed. I mean, what, what, four, three? Three Super Bowl wins in five years. Uh, it literally. No, sweet. No, yeah, I get it. I get it. I, it's it's a it's a it's a happy place. New England is a very very happy place, and all the all the loyalists of the New England Patriots are a happy group of people. Um, they're all. Hey, you know what? Go ahead. Come Super Bowl. Come the Super Bowl. I will let you. You. I will let you borrow my Tom Brady jersey just for that day. Oh, so thanks. that when New England wins their seventh ring, when Tom Brady wins that seventh ring, you'll be wearing a Tom Brady jersey, and you will understand what it feels like to actually be a true New England Patriots fan. So go ahead. Here, I, I, I'll ship it over to you right now. Actually, Drew, I'm 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 thinking of it, and I'm th I'm thinking of myself wearing a TB12 jersey, and I'm wincing at at that thought. <laughs> at that thought, I I don't like it. I have no problem with the colors, but the fact that I would suit to something so low you know i, I get it. i get it. the winners i get it you got respect i i i will admit that tom brady is the greatest quarterback of all time people will defend oh, Peyton you. manning all the all day 
right? Oh, and, thank you. And maybe two years ago, maybe even a year ago, my argument would be different than that. My argument would be Peyton's the best. He he elevates his team significantly more than Tom Brady did. But after Tom won that Super Bowl against the Falcons, I was like, okay, now we got to really start maybe changing this conversation up. And then, and then he comes back and wins against the Rams this last year. I'm like, well, that's just the end of the discussion. Now, now, like, now there's no chance that anybody else will be able to catch up with him. And now he's still playing. He's still playing. <laughs> 42 man, years old. He doesn't practice as much. Like, he, he limits himself. I think he actually does not practice. It's either on Tuesdays or Wednesdays that he actually takes, like, most of the most of the day off because he says his age is catching up to him. But his team around him and, and Belichick, they find ways. I don't understand. It's inhuman. We'll never see it again. We have to respect it as it is. So my hat goes off to you and your quarterback, sir. Wow, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. A legend. Legend Matt Kennedy. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, I don't know. I, th- I actually, yeah, I, I do. I do remember. I, I, we're going to predict. Um, Alejandro, looking into this Sunday, looking into this Sunday and this Thursday, uh, let's kind of look at the top teams. Um, because we got the Broncos. Let's start out with them. My prediction, and I'm not going to change it, even though I this I predicted it yesterday in my own mind, and then after hearing everybody else come out and say, well, you know, the Broncos, they could win. I still believe that the Chiefs are the better football team. And so I'm going to stand by my prediction that I came up with yesterday. And I think, and I'm pretty sure, that I don't see Denver's rushing attack being as prominent as they have been, especially after, um, I don't know. I, 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 think, I think the Chiefs are going to knuckle down this week on defense. I know that the rush defense is not the best, especially after the last two weeks. But I, I, got, I got some hits. I got some hits that, that something's going to happen Maybe Royce Freeman goes down. I don't know. My confidence is not as high as it should be. So I'm predicting that the Chiefs will defeat the Broncos tonight at Mile High Stadium, 24 to 10. I think that the Denver defense will hold the Chiefs below 25 points, but I don't think that the Broncos, I don't trust Joe Flacco to do what he should be doing, and that's passing the ball downfield, especially if they can't get the run game going. So that's just my prediction for this game. Hmm. That's, yeah, well, I don't know. I actually... You know, uh, yeah, I'm actually going to have to – I'm picking Denver on this one, honestly. I love your environment. I love what you guys are doing with your young receivers. Cortland Sutton is balling out right now. Emmanuel Sanders is always your breakout superstar. I mean, and just I, – I honestly think that your run uh, offense right now is the key. And I honestly think that you guys – if you guys can keep the ball for, let's say, 15 minutes, a half, you guys, you guys are winning that game easily. And I honestly think that Phil Lindsay is going to carry you guys. I mean, did you guys did you see that run against the Tennessee Titans where he ran out the middle, bounced outside, yeah. did a little spin move, that I and did. got that first down? That was game. He literally called game, and I was like, wow, that that running back is what the Denver Broncos need to keep plays alive, to keep the clock moving in a division where you have Patrick Mahomes, you've got offensive superstars in. I mean, Keenan Allen and Phillip Rivers, whose stats alone is probably going to be a Hall of Famer, Hunter Henry, Melvin Gordon. I mean, just being able to keep those offenses off the field with that kind of running game and with that kind of burst, thanks to Phillip Lindsay, is much needed. So I was really impressed with what you guys did last week. No, I was impressed, too. It was one of the best defensive performances that I've ever seen this team play. It was uh, the first time since 2009 that we have not allowed an offensive touchdown um, in back-to-back games. We have not allowed a uh, touchdown in the last six quarters and we had seven sacks three interceptions a fantastic game 
Um, but that was also against Tennessee Titans, the team who was allowed the most sacks all season. That was against a really crappy offensive line. And now we're playing a, a Chiefs offense in Patrick Mahomes, in Tyree Kill, in Travis Kelsey, who have, and, and LaShawn McCoy as well, by the way. So they have yep. so many checkdowns. They have so many downfield options. And I think that the Denver defense will have a much tougher time this week keeping the offense on the field in terms of the Denver offense. So my confidence rests upon Patrick Mahomes, not, you know, I, I think his ankle will be a little bit better this week. So I'm going to stand by my prediction. But, Joe, thank you. Thank you for your optimism. I really, really appreciate that. Um, looking at the other yeah. top teams in the AFC, I totally forgot to mention the Houston Texans and Sean Watson. We were discussing them earlier. Um, they play this Sunday against the Tex, against the Colts, that is. Uh, that game is going to take place at 11. And AFC South matchup, this one will be... Front, I think this one will be for the first place. Um, and actually, I think the Colts are 3-2 and two Texans are still in first. So I think no matter how this game goes, Texans will remain first. But, Drew, what do you got for this game? Deshaun Watson uh, versus Brissett. I'm picking Deshaun Watson, honestly. I honestly think that Deshaun Watson has been overlooked in today's league. And I'm not saying that – I'm not going to say that he's better than Patrick Mahomes, but I'm being completely honest. I think Deshaun Watson is probably the third best young quarterback in the league. I, I'm going to put Russell Wilson up first because he's having an MVP year. And then Patrick Mahomes, just because, I mean, of what he does, period. And Deshaun Watson. But I honestly think that that gap between those three quarterbacks is not that much. And I think that because of that jump that Deshaun Watson has made over the last few years to where he is right now, I'm pick, I'm, I can't pick against Deshaun Watson and really any of his games that he's playing until New England. Okay. Okay. I am picking Deshaun as well. I think the Texans will take this one. My final score for that game, um, kind of similar to the Denver and Casey game. I'm predicting 27 to 14 in favor of the Houston Texans. And then this one will probably be a little bit easier to call. Jets versus Patriots. Sam Darnold trying to get back-to-back -back wins, but Tom Brady <laughs> and his offense trying to remain undefeated. Dro, I don't think it's hard to say who the winner of this game will be. Oh, yeah, the New England Patriots. I mean, with that defense, there is Sam Darnold isn't going to stand a chance against that defense. And I know that we haven't played that many potent offenses, to say the least, but when looking at these stats, it's almost overwhelming. You can, I can, I will, I'll go as far as to say that Sam Darnold will have an interception and there will be a special teams mishap and a fumble somehow. So there will be three opportunities. There will be two turnovers guaranteed, but three opportunities for New England to get the ball back to our offense on Monday night. I think That's just how dominant they are. I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a blowout. Um, maybe like the Jets will get at least 20 points, but I'm thinking it's going to be like a 45 to 21 matchup that we're going to oh, see. Let's hope so. Yeah. So I'm, I'm taking the Patriots as well. Uh, yeah. 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 It's going to be, it's going to be a good Sunday. Good. So. New England needs a good offensive showing before these next few weeks, because yeah, like you said, that next month, next month is going to be treacherous for us. The bulk the bulky schedule that New England has, yeah. but Denver has it even worse. They got the second hardest schedule in the NFL. We got the, <laughs> we got the Colts next week, so hopefully uh, Deshaun will once again weaken our AFC matchup that we got going on. But Alejandro, dude, thanks so much. I will uh, I'll call you after the show so we can talk more. We got to catch up. Um, but as of right now, I got to let you go, bro. Thanks so much. And yeah, um, definitely, Alejandro Ayaro joining us, co-host joining in, and I say it went really well. So thank you, bro. I appreciate you. Yeah, always. Thanks for having me on. Cool. Talk to you later, man.
Alejandro Arrow joining us from Parker, Colorado. He is a uh, lacrosse player at, at ORU or Roberts and one of my good buddies. He knows football like the back of his hand, so I needed a call today. When we come back, we will conclude the show. Matt Kennedy, wired up. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT, G-O-A-T Acronym stands for Greatest of All Time As in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave Dad, you're the GOAT You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit AdoptUSKids.org Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Adopt U.S. Kids and the Ad Council did you just look down at your phone? You did it again, didn't you? You know, you're flying down the road in a three-ton hunk of steel, and a text takes your eyes off the road for an average of five seconds. At 55 miles per hour, that's long enough to travel the length of a football field and cause some serious damage. Turn it off. Trust me. Whatever it is, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Sweet strawberry icing. You're in goodwill, and just past that vintage denim jacket you spot, miniature donut earrings. You lean in. Ah. <sighs> That's the scent of shopping success. Because at Goodwill, every item you buy funds local job training and more. So bring home those donut earrings and bring home so much good to your community. Goodwill. Bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. Music for the Mavs on KMSA 91.3 FM. It's fun to have friends who know, uh, who know football. Doesn't have to be a journalist. Doesn't have to be an expert. I've had, I've had Division I NCAA coaches on the show. I've had NFL journalists, reporters, uh, editors for newspapers, sports broadcasters, anybody. You know, I've, I've had a lot of people on the show. But having somebody who's close to you, who knows sports, and who you can just be comfortable with is awesome. Normally, I'm stressed about interviews. I'm young. You know, I'm 21 years old. You kind of get stressed talking to people who have been in their profession as long as you've been alive but loved having Alejandro on the show good buddy of mine we did a internship with fellowship Christian athletes this summer and we just kind of bonded he is a Patriots fan living in Denver don't ask me how that came about it it's, it's just the way it is I don't know why he is the way he is but he knows sports so it was good to have him on the show the reason why we did it is because tomorrow Josh Coleman and Jerry Peralta We'll be talking Wired Up at the normal time, 5 p.m. Mountain West time, which you can go listen to that. Also, go subscribe on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Podcast, anything to where you listen to your podcast form. At the Wired Up Sports Podcast is where you can find this show. If you missed anything from today or if you want to go back and listen to any past episodes. Looking into this Saturday, I will not be at the show tomorrow because I will be driving to Colorado Springs 
And on Saturday, I will be covering the CMU versus CSU Pueblo football game, which I kind of want to talk about right now. I am going to this game. It will be the first away game. Actually, I'll be going to for CMU. I cover them on a weekly basis. You can go read my articles on thecrite.com where we have all CMU sports. It's the only place to get them, at least consistently. <laughs> Shout out to the Daily Sentinel. But football for the Saturday for CMU. Let me just talk about it real quick. Mesa's 3-3, three and three, okay? Mesa's 3-3. Three and three. CSU Pueblo, whoo, they're a bad team, man. CSU Pueblo, number 15 in the country. Um, we thought they'd been weakened by that loss to Colorado School of Mines a couple of weeks ago, in which they kind of got embarrassed, actually. Uh, Mines is very good. They defeated us by 30-plus points, and their football team is one of the best in the country. I believe they're up to number eight, number nine now. I haven't really checked the recent rankings, but CSU Pueblo, that's the only blemish on their schedule. Um, right after they lost, they lost to Mines, they came back around and defeated a very good team in Texas A&M Commerce. They were ranked number 11 at the time. So CSU Pueblo has jumped the rankings up to number 15 in the country. They're 5-1, 4-1 within conference play, writing a three-game winning streak since that Mines loss. They have not played a game since they've beaten Texas A&M Commerce. Their last two wins were on the road in which they defeated South Dakota School of Mines 21-13, and then they defeated New Mexico Highlands last week 31-14 at Mesa, and Pueblo have a kind of heated history. Pueblo has won the last two matchups. Mesa won three years ago, and that was at Stoker Stadium. In terms of the last two years, uh, they've been played at the Thunderdome. So this one's going to be tough. This one will be a very, very tough game for Mesa. I honestly don't see us coming out of this game with a victory. Uh, Hayden Bollinger will probably be getting the start. Aaron Howard will be thrown in as well. We saw both players in the game at some point last week. Aaron got the start, and then Hayden kind of came in and saved the game. They beat Fort Lewis last week 17-10. to They get their first home win of the year. They're 3-2 and with an Armac play. This hasn't been the start that Mesa has wanted this year. They found success on the road with a 2-0 record for away games, so they are undefeated away from Stoker, which they're looking to continue. But in the all-time series, looking at this matchup, it's tied. Even 18-18 apiece with five ties at CSU Pueblo, Mesa actually has an 8-4-2 record. Looking at the last six, five years, excuse me, going back to 2014, Mesa lost 52-3, to then they lost 51 to 20 back in 2015. Then they won 20 to 19 back in 2016. And then the last two years have been in favor of the Thunderwolves, 36 to 14 last year, and then a 30 to 24 loss back in 2017. Look for Isaac Maestas and Jesse Rodriguez to get some prominent playing time. Um, I don't think we're going to try and utilize our downfield play as much. I know we've been trying to get the ball to Peyton, uh, Peter Anderson and Dagan Rinks, in which those two have been super prominent, but we are still injured in terms of our receiving corps and our running backs need to get the ball more. Isaac and Jesse, when they get the ball rolling, they look very, very good. So looking at this Saturday, I am predicting that Cishu Pueblo will win. Let me see. Final score. I don't know. What should we get? What should we get? I'm de <laughs> I definitely think Cishu Pueblo will put up a decent amount of points. They have not scored less than 24 since that loss to Mines, which was the lowest that they scored all season. And if we're looking at it, I don't think they plan on slowing down. Um, it's, it's not going to be a close game. 
I think that Pueblo will handle Mesa by a final score of 31 to 14. We're going to call it that. Mesa will get two touchdowns, but Sishu Pueblo, they're going to start out hot. When any team starts out hot against Mesa, it's hard to, to slow them down. So final score, Sishu Pueblo, CMU, 31 to 14. As for today, that's all I got. That's all I got for you. Short show, but by myself. So join us tomorrow, actually, at 5 p.m. Josh Coleman and Jared Peralta will be hosting the show. And as of for me, I'll be back next week. Thanks for joining us. Matt Kennedy on Wired Up.